Hello, everyone. You're now listening to Worst Grace Scenario. I'm your host, Grace, and I'm joined once again today by my good friend, Ashana. Hi. All right, Ashana. So um, here's the deal. I just realized that I did not create a question of the week this week. And we don't have to have a question of the week every week. But do you have a question you'd like to ask? I feel like I would in like 10 minutes. Okay, we'll but come back now. to it then. Yeah, yeah, but not now. Definitely not okay, now. Okay, well, then we can get right into um, some weird news. Um, what a weird order for today. Yeah. I mean, we just got to jump right in if we're not going to ask the question of the week. Exactly. The question of the week, quite frankly, has started taking us about half the show (laughs) because we can't stop talking. True. Because let's feel, it does, like you said, feel like 90% of this is just talking. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I kind of like it that way. No, yeah. It's becoming more enjoyable that way, I think. Um, All right. This first one is from The Guardian, and it is titled, Dentist Found Guilty of Damaging Patients' Teeth to Boost Profits. Prosecutors say Scott Charmoli of Wisconsin routinely drilled or broke his client's teeth on purpose, raking in millions from scheme. Scott Charmoli, 61, was convicted of five counts of healthcare fraud and two counts of making false claims about his client's treatment last Thursday, according to the Milwaukee Journal Centennial. Um, With his sentencing scheduled for June, Charmoli faces up to 10 years for healthcare fraud and a maximum of five years for each of the other two charges. Charmoli's profits ballooned as a result of you know this process of breaking dentist oh yeah because it's like a feedback loop yeah um so basically he made 1.4 million by installing 434 crowns in 2014 and 2.5 million in 2015 installing over 1,000 crowns um which it says somewhere but i can't find it is about 95 percent more crowns than the average dentist did that year yeah that's fair fascinating capitalism and its consequences i feel like this this is you know, you you speak about your dreams of becoming an anesthesiologist from yeah. time to time. I was trying to think. I can't think of, like, the anesthesia equivalent of this. No, there there technically isn't. But there are uh, times where, like, those anesthesiologists will mess up. And then, like, the patient will be, like, semi-aware. Yeah. That is my worst nightmare. Oh, Both yeah. Both as, like, a patient and, like, as the, the potential doctor. That is my worst nightmare. I actually have a, a s- story about um, anesthesia. Ooh. So, first of all, we Does found that out remind that... you of anything? What? Yeah, it did remind <laughs> me of something. Um, so, for a little bit of backstory, we found out that there's a liver enzyme that I don't have as much as mm. of as most people. Um, and it's the liver enzyme that allows you to de- metabolize both drugs and alcohol, I believe. Definitely huh. drugs, but I think also alcohol. I have to investigate it more. <laughs> <laughs> you just um, wasted for longer, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, basically, what happens is, like, if I take a drug like drug meaning like even like tylenol like any kind of and it's not one that my body can metabolize then like it just stays there for a much longer time and so they did not know this the first time that i got put under um (laughs) it was just a surgery like on the side of my face it was not like that big a deal and to be fair saying it like that makes it sound like it sounds like yeah it was not that big a deal though it was just a minor had to cut something you know all right Had to just make a few slices and dices. You, I, I don't know. Okay, I don't know what our audience like imagines this to be like, but now they're gonna see you as like a borderline Joker type person. I'm now. trying not to go delve too much into my medical information, but it's quite hard. No, okay, okay, that's fair. But like, you I, have like a I very don't look interesting like the Joker. <laughs> yeah, it, I promise I don't look like the Joker. Um, but anyways, they you know gave me anesthesia as one would to be put under, except they didn't quite understand. Uh, obviously that the anesthesia would not wear off like it would for most people. So I was living under the effects of the anesthesia for about a month. Obviously, like, they were diminishing, but I was loopy. For a I couldn't month? do schoolwork for, like, a month. 
whoa. I like, could not comprehend much. Like, I could go to school and, like, but, like, I couldn't focus on reading. I couldn't, it was hard for me to do homework, like, all that stuff. Whoa. It was a very weird time. And right after I woke up from the surgery, uh, my mom needed to go to Target for some reason. It was probably for, like, gauze. I don't know. And I got very dizzy and I accidentally almost rammed into a cart of mangoes, but <laughs> I stopped myself just in time. So that was great. But also... What reminded me, sorry, I am rambling like I'm a Shauna today. What is this? <laughs> um, it's your show. You're stealing the light today. Oh, yes. What reminded me um, when Ashana was talking of this was that during the process of getting surgery, I think most of the time, what happens is you're on like a little bed in your room mm. and then they like wheel you out and then you go into the surgery room and you get transferred beds. And when I was uh, undergoing surgery... This was obviously the process, but I didn't know it because I'd never had surgery before. And so in between being rolling on in on the one bed and then getting into the other bed, I don't know if you're supposed to wake up, but I did wake up and they asked me to transfer beds. And like, I, I mean, if they asked you to like transfer beds, then like, I'm assuming it was yeah. intentional, but obviously I thought this was a dream. And so like, I don't think I was very careful getting into the bed. I think I like flashed a few people. <laughs> <laughs> a few doctors um and that just haunts me That's because why I was, they get paid the big bucks yeah i did not know that i was not dreaming until i saw a tiktok a few months ago that was like yeah this is how surgery works like we transfer your bed and i was like oh dearie i really did flash a bunch of doctors didn't i so but the surgery was like five years ago so i went a while with the bliss of not knowing this but that bubble has been burst. Imagine, like, okay, I've seen so many videos of people being like, oh, yeah, going to get, like, my wisdom teeth removed, and they just say the weirdest stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm afraid of that. I am so afraid of what I'm going to say on that. There is the potential that I'll never have to get my wisdom teeth taken out, but, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, like, for me, it's looking like I might never have to, but, like, the, the possibility is there. You it's don't always, understand. It's a constant threat, but... What do they use when you get your wisdom teeth taken out? Do you know what kind of drug they use? Um, it depends. They usually for like they first use Novocaine oh, for like yeah. your teeth so that it, like softens up like your nerves and your gums. Take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. This is basically just what I'm remembering from my childhood from my mom learning about this. So take what I'm saying with a grain okay. of salt. Okay. But like they use Novocaine to like numb your gums down so you don't feel anything. And then I think that's what they mostly use. Um I was going to get into, like, what they do to take out a wisdom tooth, and I was like, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> All right, interesting. Yeah. Uh, see, now you've got me going, Shauna. I don't know what I'm on today, but now you've got me going. I've got another story that this reminded me of, but it's a more recent story. You did story. So, much, so many drugs, I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> legally, everyone. Yeah, legally, but, um, like, wow, you were really on something. No, it was just anesthesia, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, Technically but a drug. It is. Exactly. Used responsibly. Exactly. So... I was watching TV with my dad this this weekend, I think, and um, this is very like time convenient. You know? <laughs> yeah, everything's just coming to me right now. What can I say? <laughs> and we were watching this show that is probably on like the Animal Planet channel or something like that. I love shows on Animal. Oh, Planet. National Geographic. It might have been National Geographic. I love National Geographic. It's fun. It was not a Especially documentary like the though. Space ones. Oh yeah, so I'm good. not into space, but really? the animals are interesting. Okay, yeah, that's true. So. We were watching this one show where they basically like take you behind the scenes of zoos, and it started out with the Disney Disney World Zoo, mm. and then it went to the Columbus Zoo, which I'm assuming is in, in like Ohio. In a, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and um, 
they were doing a, a little surgery on a couple of animals, and there was this little, like, lemur guy. He had ginormous eyes. Um, more. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, so more. speaking of, one of the, the main lemur was named King Julian, and he was, like, an ambassador for oh, that's the lemurs. Amazing. Yeah, which he did get surgery, and then he ended up, like, shaking after the surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, like, brought back in the doctor. They were like, is he having a seizure? And <laughs> the doctor was like, no, that's just the ketamine withdrawals. Yeah. I was like, what? They put lemurs on ketamine? <laughs> <laughs> um, but then there was this other lemur that also was getting surgery conveniently in the same episode. Yeah. Or not surgery. He was getting an MRI, but he needed to be put under. This time it's heroin. <laughs> oh, no, it's not heroin. I don't know what they used, but this guy was zooted. <laughs> So he had, like, this particular lemur, I forget what the species is called, but they have ginormous eyes and a tiny little <laughs> body. And so they're putting him in the MRI machine, and he's, like, gone. He's, like, out of it. <laughs> and he's just, like, laying there. And then they pick him back up after he goes to the MRI, and he's, like, waving his arms around, but his <laughs> eyes are, like, half closed, and his stung- tongue's, like, stuck out. <laughs> it was so scary, but so funny. And apparently that's something they do. Like, when they wake up from surgery, they, like, move their arms around to, yeah. you know, They're, like, testing their- out if they still have arms. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have another drug story. Yes, tell. Okay, so also I had a cold this weekend. (laughs) This is going to be really concerning, but it's all having to do with my liver problem. Drugs is such a vital part of your life. (laughs) And or my my, um, TV watching habits. So So anyways, uh, this weekend I had a cold. And um, it's kind of known in my family that a lot of people, when they take cold medicine, like, weird things happen. Like, my sister just passes out. No, because that's usually what happens. Like, people yeah. fall asleep really fast from that. Well, not 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 that kind of passing out. Like, you know, oh. fainting. Um, and so I have never really had a problem with cold medication, but I also don't know that I've taken much in Sometimes my life. Sometimes they put, like, actual, actual drugs in, like, cold medicine. Oh, sometimes. my. I don't think that was in this one. Um, I just think that they sometimes do that. Yeah. Like, depending on, like, the strength of it. Yeah. And so I was, I took it, and I was fine for a while, and then it got to be kind of late. I'd say, like, 10, no, probably, like, 11.30 or 12, because I did stay up a little bit late. I, around that time, I started getting really loopy, and then I started getting really dizzy. dizzy. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rush to brush my teeth, and then I'm heading straight to bed. And then I was laying there in bed, like, flat on my back, and I was like, Where's my spatial awareness? I feel like I've like, <laughs> become one with the bed. I just, I can't even explain the sensation, but like my body was ginormous. It was just like all consuming and there were like no boundaries to it. you were the bed. It. Yeah, I was the bed. <laughs> yeah. It was an experience for sure, tripping on cold medication. <laughs> and I remember seeing this YouTube video before where it was like a trend for a while, like kids like robo tripping, where you like take too much Robitussin or whatever. <laughs> and, then, and it gives you a sort of high. So I think that's what was going on, even though I was using it responsibly, because obviously my liver's all messed up. Yeah. So like the right dose might have been too much for me. So don't be concerned be... for me. I promise I don't I don't do drugs recreationally, just for medicinal purposes yeah. that you're have been prescribed be to me. During the winter time, and you're gonna eventually get a cold again. Yeah. And you're gonna be plastered yeah. or zooted or just all. <laughs> you're just gonna be not in this world, you know? Yeah. And people are gonna be like, oh wow, that's, yeah, that's grace, you know? All right, now we've got a. Uh, article from wbrz if you can believe it we're still doing weird news <laughs> this one is called wandering chicken finds new home at popeyes people are lining up oh in- no yeah you oh, see no. the juxtaposition here yeah people are lining up in droves at popeyes in southern louisiana but this time it's not because of a chicken sandwich nor any other menu item for that matter as customers pull through the drive through lane at the popeyes on gauze boulevard they'll spot a chicken coop as for its tenants, workers say a mysterious rooster showed up back in September after Hurricane Ida 
and just decided to stick around. Instead of removing the bird, the staff gave him a name, Rocco, and built him a coop behind the restaurant. Yes. I love that name so much. Um, Not only has he managed to dodge the friar, he has also become somewhat of a local celebrity, um, unlike his feathered brethren, as it says in the (laughs) article. And it's actually making money for the Popeyes, having a little attraction. I love this. Yeah. But this is also kind of scary. I mean, Rocco's one step away from doom, and he doesn't even know it. Exactly. He's just living his life so blissfully unaware. Yeah. Concerning. And you got to think, you know, Rocco's not living a normal life. He's living a life of fame at this point. Yeah. So not only is he under the dangers of being close to being cooked, being inches and feet away from a friar i'll give it feet away from a friar yeah he's also now a celebrity and people like to steal celebrity animals <laughs> they do well i mean i've only seen it on the disney channel but <laughs> <laughs> rocco's in some serious danger right now i'm trying to think of like if there's any like real world equivalent where like you're so famous but you're also there was so that dangerous. thing where lady gaga's um dog walker got shot and then her two dogs were taken oh my god what but i don't know if they took the dogs because they were lady gaga's dogs or if they were just looking for a little crime spree that is horrible either yeah. way yeah you know just either way but like what <laughs> i know i don't know i feel like rocco's like he's not safe anywhere yeah rocco's not safe yeah they could like, just return him to a farm and he might have a better life there was like a chicken coop nearby though so like he kind of stayed no there around. was no chicken coop they can't find where he was from oh he showed up after hurricane ida oh i don't why know why did he think this would be a good spot well he doesn't know yeah i know but like they have like sense he of probably smell. like he was like oh i smell chicken oh no it's my <laughs> my siblings out <laughs> somewhere they're somewhere nearby but then he it didn't realize they were cooked I'm sorry, vegans and vegetarians. (laughs) Do you think... Okay, that just gave me a really weird question. Do you think, like, cooked humans smell the same? Oh, my God, Ashana, we're not (laughs) going there. We're not... No, I'm challenging your point a little. (laughs) We're not talking about cannibalism. I'm not! I'm just saying that your point hinges on the fact that, like, an animal will find its cooked counterpart (laughs) smelling similar. Yeah, but we're not going there, okay? (laughs) We're gonna leave it because we don't want any claims of cannibalism or anything (laughs) like that. I promise we're not cannibals, okay? We're not. (laughs) This is hypothetical. (laughs) Shall we move on? I'm a vegan. I'm a vegetarian. Yeah, she is a vegetarian, so that's how you know she's not not looking into any of this stuff um, for her own purposes. I don't even mess with marshmallows. She's doing it in the name of science. She's a woman in STEM. Exactly. Um, I feel like we should move on to the next article. <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame under pressure to return looted ancient Mesopotamian Stratocaster. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> a what? <laughs> you want me to reach? It's a type of guitar. Oh, whoa. With critics calling the instrument an essential part of Sumeria's history, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame came under pressure Friday to return to Iraq an ancient Mesopotamian Stratocaster that was plundered by British archaeologists during the colonial era. Dating from 3300 BC, this guitar with its original terracotta hardware is one of a kind, a one of a kind artifact that represents a vital piece of Iraqi heritage, said activist Nassim Rati, who also criticized the museum for failing to relinquish 4,500-year-old Egyptian Moog synthesizer, a rare pre-Columbian eight-piece drum kit from Mesoamerica, and a mysterious obelisk used in the staging of the first Chinese rock opera. There was a ritual that was performed with said guitar um, that was said to increase crop yields. Hmm. Why do the Brits have it? They're they currently negotiating it? the return of the Stratocoaster. Hi guys, it's uh, 
future editing podcast, Grace. I realized that I said Stratocoaster instead of Stratocaster, and I can't find a way to edit it so that it sounds like I didn't make that terrible mistake. It sounds like I was talking about a roller coaster, so I apologize. And I just want to tell you, it's Stratocaster, not Stratocoaster. I'm not a fan. Do you have any commentary on this? I'm mad. (laughs) You're mad? I am mad. What if I told you this was an April Fool's prank and I got this article from The Onion? I am hoping that it is the case. I pranked you, Ashana. (laughs) I really thought, considering you play the guitar, you'd be like, there were no Stratocasters in Mesopotamia. I had no, I didn't, I was just along for the ride, you know? I mean, maybe there were. Because the Stratocaster just sounds sick. It does. I I feel like that's the name of a motorcycle. I wonder if there were ever terracotta um, guitars. I I don't think there were. Yeah, technically they don't make sense. Yeah. Because, like, it's too thick and it would just sound like glass. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. I'm so excited. I pranked you. And I've been fooled. Uh, so yeah, this, this article was from The Onion, but I altered it a little bit to be a bit more convincing. How? I, like, took a few sentences out that it was like, oh, that's obscene, and then changed a few words to make the wording a little bit more convincing. I don't know. Well, it thoroughly worked. I it was did. fooled. You were mad. I was mad. Mad fooled. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to come back with our question of the week since we missed the opportunity earlier. But we're back, because you know what? We don't like to leave things unanswered. <laughs> yeah. And we came up with a pretty decent question of the week, I think. Yeah. Which is, when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Would you like to go first to Shauna? Yeah. All right. I had two things that I was like kind of choosing in between, right? Okay. One is an astronomer. Okay. And second is a chef. A chef. Yeah. That's a pretty common one, I'd say. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I came up with the chef thing because like my idea was cooking was like taking my mom's cooking and then like adding water <laughs> and then salt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean that's it's a start. It was horrible. I like ruined my own dinner. <laughs> oh my god. I like ruined my own dinner because I just added water and salt and I was like it's tragic. Oh, <laughs> poor young Ashana. You know what? It was all in the name of science. You yeah, know, that's cooking. true. And now you want to go into. Well, not science. Or what would you want your job to be in the, in the long run? Um, I'm like the major I signed up for and I got into was uh, biochemistry and molecular biology. Oh my god, I would die, <laughs> and I would cry every day. <laughs> I'm prepared to do the same. Don't worry. Oh dear, that sounds like a lot of work. It, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's something, but I I'm would say... I'm already kind of defeated. <laughs> no, I think if you complete that degree, you can probably, like, make your way into into it, some kitchen. Oh, yeah. Like, maybe, like, one like, of those... Like, you know 3D... gastronomy? Yeah. Where they make, like, weird things into, like, bubbles? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm all set. Or, like, now they're, like, 3D printing food. Yeah. That's for... that You could do that. Exactly. That, that would be so fun, you know? Huh. Yeah. All right, do you want to hear mine? Absolutely. I'll start from the very beginning. I think the first one that like I wanted to be... chronological order? Yeah, we've got a lot. I mean, it developed over time, and now exactly. it's none of those things. Oh. Um, I, I, this, I feel the same way. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, so I think it started off with wanting to be a vet, which is very common. Yeah, that is. Very generic of me. Um, but then uh, nobody ever talks about how freaking hard it is. Yeah. And how gross it is. I think that's the yeah. thing for me. I mean, even just watching the show that I mentioned before, the zoo show... I'm not sure I can do that. Yeah, literally, so, like, it's one of my biggest doubts, even though, like, I'm planning to go into medicine. It's just, like, we're icky looking. <laughs> yeah. Things get gross. Yeah. So then I think after that, I 
slightly transitioned to zoologist, which is basically the same thing. But, like, you're a a little less involved. Yeah. So, like, you can be, you're basically the one who's like, yeah, something's not right about that one. Yeah. (laughs) And then I think I kind of Googled what does a zoologist do, and I saw this lady, like, walking in a swamp all day counting birds or something. That's just fun. It didn't sound fun to me. Oh. It looked very cold and swampy. Oh, that is true. And I they said, also would probably be, like, so tedious. Like, can you imagine yeah. if they were, like, flying? You're just going to count the same thing, like, many yeah. times. And, like, you've got to look at, like, dead animals and and uh, do science and stuff like that. Yeah. The circle of life. Yeah. Um, really so, experiencing it. Yeah. And then I assume you had a phase like this. We are both have gone through pretty heavy art phases. Yeah. Um, and so I definitely wanted to be, like, an animator at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe a children's book illustrator, author. But I'm not quite over that yet. Uh, yeah. Those are, like, my childhood ones. Those would be fun. Yeah. I and feel then, like, for me, my sister is the one who wants to be the artist. So she's, like, low-key thanking me, being like, thank God you're taking, the, the, like, the one for the team. Yeah. Yeah, you know, being like, thank God you're the going to be the breadwinner or whatever. Yeah. So she can be the artist and, you know, the starving artist. <laughs> oh, yes. She'll leech off of all... She'll take all your money. She'll I live know. in your, like, basement. She'll be a pest. <laughs> <laughs> I can see this already. I offered a Shauna and her sister peeps today. Yeah. And I was meant... To, um, I was meaning to give one to Ashana and one to her sister. Yeah. But her sister took both of them and ate both of them. So then I was like, well, fine, Ashana, you can have another one. But then I was down three peeps instead of two. Yeah. Uh, it was all right, though, because, you know, gotta, gotta support. You know, I gotta give them something in common <laughs> so that they get along. <laughs> and if a peep is gonna be that thing, if I'm, by giving up another you peep. You stop the war. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> So, um... A fist fight was gonna start. Did you see how I was, uh, like, you saw. Yeah, so I figured that was the lesser of the sacrifices I could be making. Yeah, I thank you so much. And then also, I have another tangent to go on. And it has to do with my sickness again, but also with, uh, jobs. I just... It's all flowing (laughs) through me today. Um, okay, so... Uh, one thing is that, like, you know, I'm not quite off the art thing. I am off the art thing, but not, you know, there's still a tiny bit of me that's like, well, maybe I want to be an artist. To be fair, like, artistry is, like, something you don't really... You don't even, like, really need a major for, so you can yeah. absolutely yeah, do that exactly. But I think you know? probably if I, like like I said, like, I'd want to be, like, an author and illustrator, not just an illustrator. Yeah, that's whatever. easy. That Well, not yeah. easy, but, like, that's very much feasible is what yeah. I should say. And so, like, there was, a, there was a time when I was thinking, like, oh, I want to be an animator. Well, no, I don't want to be an animator, no. but I'll tell you what. When I was sick, I was watching Nicolo- Nick Jr., mm-hmm. um... There are some children's shows that need to be fixed and they need to be fixed now. I know, now. they look so bad. Okay, they look bad, but also, like, let me just tell you this. I might have to start writing children's shows because here's the deal. Mm-hmm. I I started off watching Paw Patrol, which is a wonderful show. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're aware, but basically, like... I do know that one. Yeah, dogs go and solve problems in their community. It's adorable. I think the... I'm going to be completely honest with you, and it's going to make me sound like an absolute idiot. Um, and... I used to I used to watch it when I was like really really young and then I stopped and then I got a text about like two weeks ago at like two in the morning from my friend who was like pulling an all nighter for like for an exam and she was like dude do you remember that one show Paw Patrol and I was like yeah and um I don't even know why I was awake like the notification woke me up and I was like what do you want (laughs) you know yeah and then she proceeded to tell me about this one freaking clip from pro like paw patrol and she was like dude i feel like i saw this in jojo's and i was like you're kid not now please jojo's is an anime show yeah. i believe yeah and so that's all that i know from it now 
Well, I, Paw Patrol is not the star of this story. I have no qualms with Paw Patrol. They've been yeah. diversifying the cast recently. That's good. They've they used to only have one girl dog. Now they have many. They've nice. got you know dogs of you know all different dogs shapes and, and sizes. Stem. <laughs> yeah, dogs in STEM really. So that show is fine. But Paw Patrol comes to an end at some point. You know, Nickelodeon says we gotta switch it up a little bit, mm-hmm. and they put on this monster truck show. Which I suppose appeals to certain crowds. I mean, already I was like, oh, what are we in for? Because it said that it te- taught children STEM, science, oh. technology, yeah. engineering, and math. That's not my thing. But I decided to stick around for it anyways. I mean, was I going to get off the couch? No, I'm sick. <laughs> so I start watching. And it quickly becomes apparent that the show is very much angled towards boys. All of the monster trucks are boys. The driver mm. is a boy. Yeah. Um, and... We then discover that the big issue in this one episode is that there is a unicorn who is a girl who is stuck in a bubble and needs all these male monster trucks to go save her. Oh, no. She's in distress. And so they're... So basically, we've got the age-old thing where all the boys need to save the yeah. girl or whatever. Also, she's but like the... She's a unicorn. They have with horns. Wheels. They have horns. Oh, that is very true. Unicorn. Just, you know, the horn could pop it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but then we um, switch the scene. Wait, they have wheels? I didn't even process that. Yeah, because they're monster trucks, but the the unicorn also had wheels for whatever reason. There oh. were goats with wheels too. I'm not really clear. It's like the Cars universe. Like you just kind of yeah. stop thinking. But so then, these two monster trucks are like practicing how they're going to save the unicorn in distress. Oh my god! And so one of them has to play the unicorn and puts on like this flashy like pink and blue and yellow like little mane and like starts like. I don't even know how to describe it, but like he he starts doing like feminine gestures, even oh, though he's a monster no, truck, no, and no. like putting on this higher voice and is like in distress at the top of this tower, waiting for the man monster truck to come save him. And they're playing him. dress up. <laughs> I'm like, oh dearie, what are we teaching children? I thought it's so bad. I thought this was a thing with children's shows when we were little. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's still a thing, like because. I just feel like subconsciously it could teach little boys who the show has been marketed towards them, so they're going to mm-hmm. be the ones to watch yeah. it. That That's the message they're going to get, is that's how things work. This is like Nick Jr., right? Yeah. This is why PBS is better. Yeah. PBS Kids was so much better. Oh, yeah. It was miles. Yes, but like I, I Paw Patrol, man, it just hits different. It does. I think it's one of the best children's shows to ever be created, dare yeah. I say. But PBS Kids is creating women in STEM. Yeah. Which so Nick props Jr. to them. Exactly. Yeah, I just I it surprised me. I was like, we don't even have a female monster truck at this point. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Are just female trucks not capable of yeah. being monsters? Yeah. What makes a truck a boy? <laughs> yeah. Like we need to look deep into our society and figure out what caused that. I feel like this is just a direct result of the Cars franchise. Yeah. Well, and there were female cars. Exactly. Exactly. And you know how like no one batted an eye for like the fact that Cars was like a franchise. Yeah. This is the consequence. Things yeah. like this is the consequence. Yeah. Especially that movie Planes. Direct oh, consequence. That's horrible. Yeah. I that movie looked terrible. It was bad. And it, I watched it and it, it was worked, bad. It worked with cars. Let's not pretend that it's gonna it's not gonna translate to any other vehicle. It's not gonna work okay, Thomas the Train actually. No, Thomas the Train was so good. That was my entire job. Yeah. So maybe it does work with some other vehicles, but we can't just slap a face. On a moving object. To be fair, Thomas the Tank Engine was the OG. Yeah. It went I Thomas mean, the Tank Engine. He probably inspired cars. Exactly. Yeah. That's the order it went. Yeah. You know? So maybe it's like Thomas the Tank Engine and its consequences. Yeah. Ah, see, look, we're, di- we're digging deeper back into our history. Yeah. And then, 
from there, we can assess what gave rise to this monstrosity. Yeah. That is this children's show. Because, like, here's the thing. That whole trope didn't even work with cars because, like, it just has so many questions. Yeah. You know, the co- like, the biggest question and, like, the most common question is, like, are cars, like, organic? You know, if, like, if you open a window, do they die or whatever? Or is it just, like, seats? Oh, yeah. Know? Like, that is the biggest question and they don't even bother to try. Huh, do they die? Yeah, and, and it's, like, they don't even try to, like answer those questions like what is fuel is it food like what yeah. but they have to pay for it and it's like still in a gas station These but they eat like questions. wasabi yeah you know but they eat like actual food because like mater ate wasabi so yeah. like what is this huh. and so because they just no nobody just decided to like question this yeah you know they just i feel like the showrunners just thought that like oh yeah people get it no we don't we, no, we don't. Well, I think as children we did. We just we we enjoyed it for what it was, and we didn't question anything more because yeah. we didn't think of it. But and now you look back at these things, and you're like, "Whoa, that's it's not great." A lot of acting on children's shows I've learned over the past weekend of being sick. Mm-hmm. The acting is not good. Yeah. And unfortunately, one that I refuse to watch now is Zach and Cody because the acting is so horrible when you go back. I don't think I've ever seen it, but like, that was my childhood. That was a good show. What was it about? It was about these two twin boys, uh, Dylan and Cole Sprouse, <laughs> who lived in a hotel. And, yeah, that was basically the main premise, I think. Wait, and what's then, the difference between that and, like, the sweet life of, like, Zach and Cody? So then they moved to a a boat for living. Boat? Which I think might have been for, like, school or something. Okay. Um, And basically it was the same thing, but on a boat. And that's the sweet life? Or like- yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Did you watch Sweet Life? No, I did not. I, I didn't watch any of them. You know... I never really watched, like, live-action shows until, like, it was well after, like well past the target demographic, and I was just like, oh, oh yeah. I have no clue what this is. Let me just check this out. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Ashon, you got anything more to say about that? I feel like I did. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> going back to our first... Like, going back to the original question. Okay. You know... <laughs> Oh my god, I shouldn't have even asked. Oh my god. (laughs) We took such a massive tangent. I don't even know where it started. But anyway, going back to the original question of like, oh, what did you want to do when you um, were younger? I remember uh, (laughs) I was playing like Monopoly with my family. And then like, um, this was like 2008 or like 2012. (laughs) You have the exact year. No, because it's like kind of relevant. It was like during the election. Oh yeah, okay. So it was one of those two. And so my mom and I had like an assignment being, what do you want to be when you grow up? And like my mom was like, and my mom was like, right, president. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Right, president. And my dad was like, ooh, that's a good choice. Right, president. (laughs) And shot it for president. That would be a whole nother level of disaster. Right? I don't even want to think about that. (laughs) No, because I'd be like your right hand man. So it might work out for me, but. The rest of the world? Well, the rest of the country, but also would wreak havoc on the world. Yeah. I'd be in danger. I know for a fact that, like, people are not going to be ready for, one, a woman, (laughs) and two, a non-white woman. (laughs) Yeah, but also a a sassy woman (laughs) who tells lies that you have to decipher. Um, I'd be a great politician. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so I decided we would do a new segment today because... Oh, oh my God. Okay, what? <laughs> Go ahead. And so my dad was like, oh, yeah, that's a good choice. You should yeah. write that in. Okay. And I was like, no, I want to be a first lady. And oh. <laughs> I really just, and my mom was like, why? 
you've got to be like another level of strategic to become exactly. the first lady because you've got to marry someone you've got to place bets that the person that you marry is going to become the president exactly wow and i also don't have to deal with any of the problems yeah well i think that's may have i think that's actually what i told my mom that day it was like i don't want to deal with running the country yeah wait what would your stick be like my michelle stick? obama's was was like you know childhood obesity uh-huh what would your thing be um, I have no clue. Yeah, it should be like something really Probably stupid, just like, like climate change or something. No, like cleaning up the the Walmart park parking lots <laughs> or something across the country. It's just gonna be like, like you know what, you know what, less food coloring. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Um, I just fell out of my seat. Um, slushies are now white. Yeah. No food coloring. No, that's how it should be. Quite frankly. Exactly. Now you don't know what flavor you're getting. <laughs> yeah. Everything's a mystery. Exactly. It's all a gamble. <laughs> Um, okay, I thought we would do a different segment today because if you didn't already figure it out by me April foolsing Shauna earlier with Thanks. my article. And I've been absolutely had. Yeah. April Fools is coming up on Friday. So I thought we would play a little game. Um, is this a real April 1st holiday or an April Fool's prank, prank holiday that I have made up to trick you? All right, let's see. So basically, I just read about a holiday and then you say, is this real or has Grace made it up to prank me again? <laughs> um... All right, first one. National Rye Bread Day is an annual event celebrated on April 1st to honor the long history of rye bread making. The often crusty loaf with a chewy bite is considered to be one of the most unique tasting breads available. The process of making rye bread was first imported into Northern California during the gold rush before spreading through the country following the success of the commercial production of a special yeast for it after French chemist and microbiologist Louis Pasteur discovered the microorganisms that give the bread its taste. I think this is real. It's fake. Really? It's National Sourdough Day. I changed the title again. <laughs> I'm so sneaky. <laughs> All right, I'm giving myself one point. To be fair, having a whole holiday for bread yeah. seems very believable. Yeah. Only because that does sound like something white people would do. Yeah. That is a very white people thing to do. Yeah. Like, you guys just love this bread so much. <laughs> you know, I have celiac disease. You can't lump me in with the Oh, others. no, but I meant, like, you guys as, like, a collective. No, but I yeah. do understand that you are ex- actually No, I remember in elementary school we had a bread day. Really? Where we just ate, like, as many types of bread as we could. Oh, my God. There was, like, a whole buffet of breads. That must have been hell for you. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I didn't know I had I had uh, celiac back then. That still would have been hell, wouldn't it? Um... Well, I mean, I ate the bread. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I don't know. I don't know what you're looking for from me. I don't know. I'm sure it made me sick, and I just didn't realize that's why or something. Okay, fair. I don't know. Like, imagine if, like, bread day was the reason why you figured out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, next one is Edible Book Day, which is celebrated on April 1st as well. Edible Book Day is an international event where edible books are created, presented, photographed, and consumed. The images and details of the event are usually uploaded to social media. I think that one's real. It is real, yeah. It reminds me of like that whole trend that was a big thing that was like, is it cake? Yeah. And then people were freaking out. I will say that I also was thoroughly freaking out because like sometimes they were a little too real. Yeah, I'd say. Um, I just don't understand how a cake, or not a cake book, an edible book is made. You just make it out of cake and then just like paint the cover. Yeah. Either that or like they usually just use like, I don't know, Rice Krispies to, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
right, it's always out of Rice Krispies. Yeah, everything. It's like yeah. Rice Krispies are not that tasty. They might be not nice. at all. They might be easy to mold, but they're not that tasty. It's more. It's borderline just a construction equipment, like yeah. construction material at this point. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they should start making buildings out of. They should start making cars out of that, and then it car would rot in like so two seconds. Can you imagine the rats? Oh yeah, that's I'd true. I cry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the next one is National Flower Pressing Day. To mark the beginning of the spring, individuals around the United States are encouraged to go outside, pick some beautiful flowers that are beginning to blossom, and press them with family and friends. This holiday certainly helps people get into the spring mood, as it is a simple way to commemorate the changing of the seasons. Though the origins of this holiday are unknown, it is believed to have been a result of the annual Missouri Flower Festival that ran every year until 2005. I think this one's real, too. It's fake. Really? I'm getting uh, That one I made up on the spot. I really? I made that whole blurb. It just sounded really sweet. Like, I would get behind that. I'd do that. I mean, maybe we could make it a thing. Yeah, let's go. I Look at the way I... We're oh, no starting one, a holiday. Yeah. No one can see the way I'm sitting in my chair right now, but I wish you could because <laughs> I am sitting with my back turned to the microphone, but then turning to, to my like, head. This is terrifying to look at. <laughs> like I, We should take a photo and upload it to our Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. This is I, My terrifying. back is fully to the microphone, but then I'm turning my head to reach the microphone. Yeah. And because... you're like barely sitting on the stool. It's terrifying. It's scary. Yeah. But you know what? It's comfortable. It's is working. It? Uh, they can't hear a difference, probably. Is it comfortable? It is comfortable. Why do you think I'm sitting like this? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> All right, the next one. Um, get ready to kick some butts this April 1st. We're not talking about beating people up. We want uh. you to kick those cigarette butts to the curb. Take down Tobacco National Day of Action is a day of anti-smoking activism. Teachers, kids, youth leaders, and health advocates all participate. They come together and organize events that raise awareness of the problem of tobacco use in their communities, encourage kids to stay tobacco-free, and try to get anti-tobacco legislation passed. True. It is true, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, we're two for two right now. And you've got two more. Ooh, interesting. So let's see how things play out here. Um, the next one is Hospital Admitting Clerks Day. Um, which What's is a, a clerk? Uh, the hospital admitting clerks, I believe, are, like, the people that admit people to the hospital. Uh, so, like, so, like, receptionists? I guess receptionists, kind of. Okay. Um, yeah. We'll get back to, we'll get back we, we could We could look this up and yeah. maybe update the folks. <laughs> um, it, obser- it is observed on the first Friday in April every year and takes place on April 1st this year. While they may not be as popular and prominent as the doctors and nurses in a hospital, hospital admitting clerks are also frontline workers. They're often the first workers hospital visitors see and talk to as their main responsibilities include, look, we're going to tell you right now. Oh, let's go. Welcoming clients, gathering their needed personal information, creating or updating medical records, and explaining symptoms and conditions to the medical staff on duty. Okay, so they are like receptionists slash like, yeah. Yeah. Slash like nurses and stuff. Yeah. So what do you say? Is this real or fake? Oh, I thought you were just like, what do you like? What do you call this job? And I was like, I don't know, a clerk. <laughs> Your eyes like, they, like they they kind of like um narrowed a bit. I was like, yeah. why are you looking at me like that? And then I, I realized bet. you didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. Um. False. It's true. Really it means I'm in the lead now. Dang it. Um. Yeah. This one is apparently true, but I, we didn't even know that the hospital admitting clerks existed before today. So yeah, I feel yeah that's. I feel bad for hospital admitting clerks. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention, this is really embarrassing because there was a summer where I volunteered and part of my duties was the receptionist desk. Really? So I was probably like at working. A, like at the hospital? Yeah. So I was probably working with hospital I wanted clerks. that. I wanted to do that for so long. Yeah. But like they didn't let me because like one COVID and also like 
Yeah. Yeah. How did you do that? What, what, like, what did uh, you do? So I always get concerned about this because, like, HIPAA. But I guess if I'm not yeah. going into details, the things that I did mostly consisted of I worked in the gift shop for two days, maybe. You have a gift shop? Yeah. That's kind of weird to think about, but you know what? Yeah. Um, and then I did the receptionist desk for a little while, but it was certainly boring. Mm. I did little to nothing those days. And then I also, my favorite thing was working in the receiving and transport room, which like we took in all the shipments from the FedEx trucks. You got to like go up on these big things that like riz, rose from the ground. Whoa! Um, yeah, and get the packages. And then we would unbox some things. Huh. We would not unbox the things that needed that were sterile. Yeah. <laughs> um, although there then was it would no longer be sterile. Yeah, but the kid that was working with me did cut open a sterile packaging. So oh my god! Who knows what happened to that? <laughs> um, and then I someone died that yeah. day. Uh, maybe say <laughs> maybe. And then um, we'd like load the ca- the items onto carts depending on which department they they belong to, and then like roll them up to the department. So I got to see basically the whole hospital and, like, interact with the people there, which is interesting. But I don't want to be a doctor at all, which is why I didn't actually work with patients, because that would be my worst nightmare. Yeah, that is very (laughs) much fair. Yeah, I've been losing my mind, actually. (laughs) All right, the last one is Chris Evans' birthday. No description needed. Uh, false? It's not false, it's true. But guess what? It's a different dude named Chris Evans. (laughs) 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 <laughs> who is apparently one of the UK's highest UK. paid yeah highest paid television presenters best known for his self-titled radio show that the sounds Chris very British it does the Chris Evans breakfast show um and he will be turning 56 this year so happy birthday Chris yeah in like a couple days yeah we're really sorry that whenever you google google your name despite all your hard work nothing comes up pertaining it's some to your white life guy. it's it's so sorry some other white guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Yeah, Chris Evans has really stole, stole your spotlight, Chris yeah. Evans, and we're sorry I've never, for that. No offense, but I'm sure your breakfast show was very good, but yeah. I don't know. But if it's bad, uh, we we don't. Didn't, yeah, we didn't tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have any stock in, in the Chris Evans breakfast yeah. show. So if it's we, bad, it's yeah, we didn't tell you that. It's, it's good not either. like we're we're being paid to say this. We're just trying to do this out of the kindness of our hearts. But yeah, if it's not good, uh, pity points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We hope you have a wonderful week. And April Fools. April Fools. We don't care. Watch your backs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Worst Grace Scenario. We'll see you next week.